A very warm welcome to the Kudos community today. Kudos is a global leading provider of monetization applications for global users. It's creating a cleaner, more equitable world by making use of billions of dollars of underutilized hardware from around the world and then redistributing it for the betterment of communities and organizations. I'd like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, AMD, a multinational semiconductor Goliath, developing GPU and CPU processors across the globe for gamers, designers, service providers, pretty much every walk of life. And to Algorand, currently building the technology that will accelerate the convergence between centralized and traditional finance by enabling the creation of next-gen financial products. To support the Kudos Cast podcast, like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram, and we would love to hear your comments or questions, so leave them in the comments. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our latest Kudos Cast. This is episode six of season three. On today's Kudos Cast, we're going to be talking about Web3 and artificial intelligence. I've been looking forward to this one. And uh, on that note, I'm delighted to be joined by Ian Gilmore, the founder of Euler Digital and advisory board member uh, for the AI Forum. Ian, um, I think you've spoken to just about everyone within the team, um, but I've never had the chance to meet you. So uh, pleasure to meet you and have you here um, on the uh, on the kudos cast, we're I'm um, doing great. Thanks for inviting me onto this. It's um it's uh, really exciting to meet you. I've, as you said, I've met quite a few of the other team. I mean, this is this is this is a really 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 exciting um, uh, partnership that we we can talk about a little bit further on. But you know, really the the significance of uh, today or the or the or the effort of today, should I say, is is to talk about um, AI, Web three, and how those you know technologies converge really. So before we jump into the conversation, I'm wondering if you can briefly introduce yourself and um, and the significance of the AI Forum acquisition, which is which is very recent news. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so we um, so we uh, we're in the AI space. Uh, it's an AI blockchain uh, Web three company um, based in the Cayman Islands, uh, incorporated in Cayman Enterprise City. We bought AI Forum, closed that transaction in February. Uh, fantastic opportunity for us to accelerate our participation of the company in in uh, AI communities and with um, a really fantastic roster of, of, of blue chip customers. And um, you know, I think the, the the thing that's really apparent to me is that um, you know the, the the industry, the AI forum, the AI industry generally, the community that we've got at AI forum, uh, and also you know the the general Web three blockchain industry. Um, is is in great shape um, despite the economic doom and gloom and obviously terrible things going on in Ukraine. Um, the AI industry, the Web three charge, if you like, is it shows no signs of slowing down. If if, if anything, quite the opposite. So um, the last two months have been crazy, really crazy. And um, you know, it's been um, it's been uh, for us. It was just um, a, a wonderful opportunity, and we're, we're just really excited about 2022. Absolutely. And I can, I can feel that passion coming across as well. So, uh, yeah, this will this will make for a, an interesting conversation. I think we're, we're all seeing something very, very similar in this kind of AI boom or, or new technologies. There's plenty of new toilet technologies out there that are kind of booming right now. But AI is definitely um, uh, up there. And, it's, and all the use cases will, will kind of come onto that piece um, a, a bit later on. Um, but I wanted to start off, um, you know, um, we we have a we have a, an educated audience, um, but uh, we also have a lot of new people coming into um, this audience that want to learn about blockchain and cryptocurrency and all the different to- technologies that can uh, that can build 
um, uh, you know, using those two elements there. So, so like kind of cloud and Web three as terms, I think AI um, can be quite broadly explained and does cover quite a lot. Um, and um, so, I want to know, you know, someone that's innovating in this space, i.e., you, my guest today, um, if you can explain kind of what artificial intelligence is in layman's terms. Yeah, thanks. That's, that's a really good point. Um, so artificial intelligence is is becoming entrenched in our everyday lives. So ultimately, the key, the key, if you like, trends that you'll see with adoption of AI are around um, computer vision, natural language processing, NLP. And the reason for those is because we're trying to create a more semantic understanding uh, or, or a more semantic interchange between the technology we use today um, and um, all the different levels of services that are starting to come through. So really great examples in, and we'll talk about them later, healthcare and, and things like that. But um, we actually put out some some information this week um, about semantic the semantic web and the, you know, Web3 and why AI is so, is such an important ingredient in the Web3 movement. And um, I think it all comes down to, the fact that, you know, Tim Berners-Lee in 2001 talked about the semantic web when he was talking about the World Wide Web, Web 1.0. In reality, Web 3.0 is where we're actually starting to see a true semantic web. And semantics effectively just means more intelligent, more uh, context-driven um, mm-hmm. conversations. And those conversations increasingly are with machines. Um, and those machines are driven by artificial intelligence. So this is the future now, if you like. Absolutely. And so those conversations that are happening from machine to machine um, is is also in the, the kind of nature of uh, artificial intelligence, kind of learning and teaching itself as well to have those more uh, intelligent, coded, articulated uh, conversations between each other. Yeah. Uh, if you think about uh, the Turing test and things like that, um, you know, what was the when's that point at which you won't know if that's a machine on the other end, you know, how close are we to that? We're still a little way off. And generalized AI, which we can talk about later, is is some way off. But certain use cases, narrow AI, it, it is becoming very, very hard for us as human beings to distinguish. And one of the, you know, there's lots of great things about AI. But one of the unfortunate things we've seen that in the war in Ukraine is that there's deep fake technology being deployed by bad actors. And they're, they're pretty realistic, right? I mean, it's still, you know, it's still, we're still able as human beings. If we look carefully, we can see that these are deep fakes. You know, in one recent one, the, the it, it looked like an amazing representation of a human being, but the ears were <laughs> in the wrong places. So, you know, as a human being, like, oh, those ears look a bit funny. But uh, for all intents and purposes, if you just look, glance it quickly, that deep fake looked like a real human being. So there's, you know, there's there's a lot going on in the space. And obviously, the innovation is just increasing at such a rapid pace that it's really hard to you know, keep track almost. Um, but I think, you know, for the majority of use cases we look at today, they're they're all they're, they're, they're good things. They're going to make life mm-hmm. better. Right. And that's yeah. what we're trying to work on is is AI for good, AI for better, AI for humanity. So, you know, those are the things we hope are going to really sort of drive um, the, the innovation and, and, and change people's lives for the better. Absolutely. And fascinating. And uh, yeah, we, 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 we nearly got um, well, we had a deep fake experience um, about a year ago as, uh, as kudos, actually. So um, oh, really? when we were doing our original token launch, um, 
Um, I won't I won't name the exchange. I mean, it wasn't them anyway. It was a, it was someone pretending to be them. But you know, just uh, just for for confidentiality, I won't name them. But um, <clears throat> one of their CEOs was uh, on a call with us and. Um, Okay, well, it seems to be uh, a few kind of stock answers here, and as as the occasional yeah. jitter. And like you said, you just just saw the the subtle yeah. differences. And uh, I think at one point it was kind of like let's just throw a question in here that they might not have a an answer for. Um, so it was, uh, you know, can you spell super super dosha, super super califragilistic expialidocious? <laughs> and we just got a. Uh, and we can do this for you. And it's like, yeah, okay, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing, right? You are finding that um, it's getting better because, it's, uh, you know, deep learning is uh, uh, particularly unsupervised learning, with, which is very popular with or very applicable with um, uh, unstructured data like video and voice. Um, unsupervised learning is just coming on leaps and bounds. And, mm. you know, computer vision, um, NLP, these kind of technologies are just getting better and better. Now, you know, how do we beat that? Well, there are companies out there building deep fake detection. Yeah. So there is going to be tools to deal with these sort of issues. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, for every single industry that comes through, there's always going to be bad actors. Um, we just need to make sure that um, everybody's got the tools to deal with that. And, um, you know, the uh, AI is no different. You know, there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of work going on to keep this place, uh, this space safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's good to hear that. AI for AI, if you like. Um, okay, so AI Forum um, is leading the education. So AI Forum, the, the, the um, you know, what you've acquired and you mentioned at the, the, the beginning of this podcast, um, is leading the education for blockchain AI. So can you explain exactly what is meant by that and also why you feel it is important? Yeah, I, that's a great question. We, um, we've learned since we've Bought the company. I mean, I've been on the advisory board for a, a while, and I knew the founder, fantastic um, gentleman called Payma Mestian, who is um, really renowned in fintech circles. Um, uh, when our, we actually got our hands on the the company, got the got the sort of you know closed and started working with it, uh, one of the things that's coming through loud and clear is there's a ton of education. Um, needed in this space even professionals are siloed so you might be uh, a data scientist but do you work with the user experience guys do you work with the product guys do you you know everybody kind of sits in their silo and then also you've got the fact that with web3 and the semantic web um this is a, a definitely a massive gap in understanding what ai's role is in web3 uh and understanding also some of the sort of um the building blocks for Web3, you know, NFTs, for example, is an area that we've, um, we've, uh, we're investing in heavily. <clears throat> and um, it's all about education, right? I mean, most people uh, go to their work and they're busy delivering whatever they're delivering for their employer. Um, and they have uh, their, their time scarce. Yeah. And um, our role is to help educate and to provide them with the information they need to, you know, map out the, the next one, two, three, five years. The rate of innovation is insane. And, um, you know, it's very easy to just say, oh, AI is going to change everything. But but how does that really manifest itself? And that's where we're providing a lot of education. And the one area that we are very committed to and very excited about and have got an amazing team is in healthcare. Healthcare is 20% of global GDP. And it's the area that if you think about it, it's the area that, you know, we all need. You know, once you've got food in your belly and a roof over your head, you, you also <laughs> 
<laughs> need to be fit and healthy. And, um, you know, as we age, unfortunately, I'm a little bit older than you, um, you know, things start to break a little bit more frequently. And as you get really old, you, you, the care network is starting to really sort of having to kick in as you go into your twilight years. So there's a huge amount of opportunity with artificial intelligence in areas like um, urban navigation for blind and visually impaired people, um, for um, uh, chronic disease management, etc. So the areas that we're talking to uh, our audience, our customers, our communities, is around the use cases that are existing today and how we can change lives. So there's tons and tons of use cases out there um, in healthcare where we can make it a very quick uh, change to people's um, uh, people's lives, um, and um, and some of this uh, technology is delivered through a smartphone. You know, so it's literally download an app, use that technology, and suddenly you can do things that you couldn't do yesterday, and it will become an essential part of 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 of, of how you operate. So, AI, generally speaking, is I think going to be the biggest change to everybody's lives going forwards. But how it how it breaks through and how it's used is is a massive education. Uh, exercise because until you're educated and you understand it then there's no way you can engage with it and consume it so um, Mm. our role at AI Forum is to break down all these different you know acronyms like machine learning and computer vision and NLP and all this kind of crazy stuff and and boil it down into something that professionals um, and organizations can consume understand Mm -hmm. and then start to you know um, leverage and, and enhance what they do today so I think the education part of AI Forum is our number one uh, objective. You know, going forwards, I think the uh, you know the, the, the key thing for us is to make this um, this sector relevant to people's lives. And you know, there's a lot of initiatives that we can unpack on that. It's particularly for Kudos as well, we've we've got some really exciting opportunities for data scientists and, and corporations as well around uh, high performance computing, which we can get into in a minute. Um, but you know, effectively the the, the 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 acquisition has opened our eyes to just how much has got to be done in terms of just getting everybody onto the same page and um you know that's uh, that's not trivial absolutely well like i say i mean you you de- you've definitely got the enthusiasm for it and your talent in your you know your team sounds very very talented and, and driven so um you know where we could where we can help you and uh, as part of this kind of partnership is 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 absolutely what we're going to put our efforts into as well so um i I'm, I'm really kind of pleased um uh, you kind of picked up on the on the healthcare as some of the use cases that you've got you know it's all about enhancing human lives and and you know let's have all of the good actors come in and and use this technology uh, for what it is and education is going to help with the adoption and everything there so what I, I was in, um, I was at a show a couple of weeks ago, and I, I met um, a health app um, based in Australia, I believe. But they're 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 doing something um, uh, with uh, they're building a, an application essentially, which which helps to gamify taking your prescriptions properly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So this is you know in 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 um, in Kenya and Ethiopia and a lot of kind of uh, African countries um uh where maybe there is a as a, a lack of education um a, a amongst the the poorer communities um you know the the the, the statistics on um you know n- even not taking medicine that's been prescribed at all um or improperly taking it is is quite alarming uh you know in the high 30% each 
Um, and so what they want to do is, is, you know, is create this application that is going to, um, you know, uh, notify you when you need to take the, uh, uh, put the prescription when you take the medicine, it's going to reward you for doing so as well. Right. So there's yeah. the gamification that, that, that yeah. comes into it. And, and then the idea is to, you know, to increase everyone's, uh, kind of, uh, health, right. Enhancing human lives, as, as you said. So I kind of want to put this into uh, a little bit of context as well, just to help people be able to visualize or, or conceptualize this at, at home that's listening to this. So if you were to do uh, use AI for something like nutrition, how, how would that work exactly? Put me on the spot there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, at a high level. A high level. It's it's gained. I love the fact that you brought up gamification because this is one of these crossovers. Like there's there's no one sort of thread of thought going on. It's not like AI sits in the vacuum. Gamification and I love all that stuff. And nutrition's a fantastic opportunity to gamify again. If you think about insurance companies back in the day, they would reward you for joining a gym. Did you go to the gym? Did you use the gym? This is where AI can help because if you're an insurance company today and you've got young drivers and you just put that little black box on the dashboard, you know, that dash cam can help make sure that you're a safe driver when you're young and keep your premiums low. Similarly, AI smart watches, smartphones, IoT in the gym. Um, my son's actually um, uh, uh, does um, uh, a lot of training, a, a gym called F45. They've got heart rate monitors and all this sort of tech that's just the tip of the iceberg with technology because we can now start to um and i mean smartphones are incredible right they're mini supercomputers they can start to process huge amounts of data um and if you've got iot um technology just around the corner in gyms and uh, things like that that'll help but for nutrition for example um rfid tags um as you walk through the supermarket it can tell you what's good what's bad it's limitless, you know. I mean, literally, the limit—the only limit is imagination. But this is where I think you get these crossovers: behavioral economics, uh, gamification, all this kind of stuff. It all starts with a use case. The technology is secondary. The technology is there, right? So the key thing is, if you want to improve nutrition, you need to understand what good nutrition looks like for an individual and context-driven. So good nutrition in New York is going to be different to good nutrition in in Beirut, for example, where you know they've not got the, the same sort of access to um uh food and supermarkets etc um um uh, you need to have that fundamental understanding of what it is you're trying to achieve by professionals who are skilled in this space and then the technology is an enabler so i think whether it's nutrition health uh financial services insurance da, 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 the whole spectrum the use case comes first then then you get the AI technology toolkit out and there's pretty much going to be something off the shelf that will work. That's the other great thing about AI. There's an awful lot of fantastic technology out there that's sitting on GitHub and other repositories. Um, doesn't cost a fortune to, to open these things up and start using them. So, you know, nutrition is, is a fantastic use case because it obviously is the sort of segue into health. Um, and um, I, I can imagine that, um, you know, uh, a lot of supermarkets will get smarter and you as a consumer will get smarter and they'll start to meet in the middle. So, you know, there's, there's so much like you could unpack. It's, it it's interesting, it. isn't it? It's I think, um, I think, you know, almost like the open banking system now where you can, you know, your, your bank can connect to your insurance can connect to your healthcare can connect to all these different things. Maybe there's like this, uh, you know, open health system as well, where, yeah. you know, your, 
Okay, I, I don't know the supermarkets across the world, unfortunately, but your your, your Tesco club card can connect to your <laughs> etc. So it's to your I don't know Map My Run Walmart, or Strava, Carpool. and it yeah, absolutely to all these fitness apps to your you know to your Apple Health app or whatever it is, and it's all feeding into each other, and the AI in there is saying right, okay, well you're active over here, but you're buying this food, and this is this is actually what you could do to optimize it. And yeah, I can see the use cases behind the but scenes. But here's this comes into the decentralized agenda, right? Do you want the same big tech firms, right? Some are good, some are less good, harvesting all that data because the data is. It, it, I mean, we, we, you know, a zettabyte used to be like a big thing, and now we're at like zettabyte uh, every six months. So yeah. it's an insane amount of data kicking out. Your data exhaust is getting bigger. Who's going to consume all that data and put it together? Because that's got value. Do you mm-hmm. want that to be the original sort of big four, big five fangs, whatever they are? Or do you want new firms to come in who respect privacy, respect um, the desire maybe for you to monetize some of that stuff? So this is where the decentralized agenda is so important and why Web3 is so important. These new decentralized rails that are being built to help if you like, stop the over-concentration of probably the, you know, the most important resource on the planet is data, right? I mean, obviously we need, we need, you know, a healthy planet. Um, but after that, as human beings, we're obsessed with data now, or we need data to drive our lives. And um, you want that data to be distributed in a way that's more equal, fairer, uh, and driving new economic models. Um, because uh, as you just described, you know, if, if it carries on that all the interoperability with all these different ecosystems and all this different data ends up in the hands of five or six dominant companies, they won't be worth trillions. They'll be worth whatever the next three zeros yeah. is. I don't even know yeah. what it is. It's gazillions. Yeah, gazillions. <laughs> and, and, and the problem is, you know, when once you have big firms like Apple uh, get, break through the trillion dollar barrel and then they hit three trillion, the reason they're doing that is, uh, yeah, they've got great products and all the rest of it. But, you know, ultimately they, they're kind of monopolies or oligopolies. And um, if, that, if that system perpetuates, um, generally speaking, I'm an ex-economist, um, that, that, that's not good for society. So we want mm-hmm. a decentralized set of rails to start springing up these new technologies and the interoperability should be going through a decentralized infrastructure rather than the centralized web two, web one infrastructure that we see today. Yeah. So, you know, I think decentralization, AI, co- go together to make for a fairer planet. And, and, and you know, then they're, they're not, you, you, if, they, if we have AI that we have like today, then it's not going to lead to better outcomes because ultimately the um, the market abuses that we see today uh, with personal data is going to be X times that on yeah. AI. Well, I mean, on on that note, actually, that's a quite nice little segue in into uh, something I did want to bring up because it was inevitable I was going to go down this route and ask this question because anytime AI is mentioned there will be a percentage of the audience mut- muttering kind of Skynet under their breath. So I, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, you know, how safe is AI? What chance is there that, you know, what you're building could, you know, self-educate and become a bad actor in itself? Now, now we get to the nub of it. So I thoroughly recommend um, people jump onto um, uh, any, any form of uh, uh, video channel. Obviously, YouTube's ubiquitous at the moment. Um, and search for Max Tegmark. Uh, now he did some. He, he opened my eyes a lot over the last sort of couple of years onto some of the stuff he talks about. And um, one of the videos that he talks about, he did a speech for. I think it was with McKinsey in Stockholm. He talked about the inevitability that AI is going to, at some point, outpace humanity, and mm-hmm. that is not 
a theory, it's it's pretty much a done deal. Because if you look at the way that Big Blue beat Gary Kasparov in chess and then AlphaGo from Google beat, I can't remember the gentleman's name, um, it, it, th- these narrow um, challenges, AI is already superior, right? So that, that's a done deal. So in narrow AI, we're already kind of there. The, the computer is faster than the human being. But for generalized AI, it's still 10, 15 years off. It's a really big nut to crack. Generalized AI is more about rather than having a narrow use case like computer vision or something, it becomes more sentient, if you like. That's probably not the right word to use for artificial intelligence, but it's more whatever that is. And and, and Max Tegmark talks about the fact that we, we need to understand that this is going to happen. And that's that that kind of singularity I don't think anybody's really got their head around. So when you talk about Skynet, Skynet was obviously a fiction, but it's actually a fiction based around centralized you know, technology. Uh, so decentralization, in my view, is an essential ingredient to make sure that there are multiple rails, multiple actors, multiple sources of information, not one dominant or, or several dominant players. It needs to be uh, if you like a broad church, you know, and um, Skynet uh, in uh, popular fiction is, is around, you know, uh, around the extermination of our species. Well, we seem to be doing a pretty good job on that ourselves at the moment with the planet. Um, but if we want to have um, AI for good, AI for humanity, AI that's fair and equitable, um, my just general proposition is that a decentralized future for AI is necessary and essential for that to avoid these kind of Skynet outcomes. If we let um, dominant players exploit the the awesome power of AI, um, at some point they will own, you know, all of the tools to effectively sort of to, you know, do things that we don't want to happen, Skynet type outcomes. So, um, you know, I think AI is uh, a potentially a fantastic technology for good, um, but it has to be um, it has to be developed, delivered, uh, governed uh, in a way that actually is for the common good, more like a United Nations, you know, multinational, multinodal type societal sort of fra- fabric for this, rather than like three or four companies owning everything um, that that is the worst okay. scenario yeah. that that means then that we've just all lost and several or you know three or four people or governing bodies will control us and and um, or control our lives to a certain extent so skynet is not fiction in a rea- in one sense because it, you know you could see that as one of the outcomes of all this of all this technology but i've got great hope that um, decentralization is the answer Absolutely. So you've hit, you've heard it here first. So for a bright future, decentralized AI um, is uh, is anti uprising technology. So that that's a well, that's the that's the new tagline for it. Name another ecosystem on the planet that we could use today that would that would counter that kind of you know over centralization. I, I can't think of anything right now. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Completely agree. So, I mean, let's talk about your tech stack in that in that case, because you know, there's a, there's a lot of building going on uh, on your side to make all of this a, a reality. Yeah. Um, you know, we can we can see that kind of trajectory, you know, from from what you're uh, kind of explaining here today. But um, yeah, I think there'll be a few people at home that are fascinated about your kind of tech stack. We are an enabling company, so we're not necessarily going to be the guys that are building all of the tech. Um, that would take um, way too long. So we. Um, we're providing education is a really important part of our mission statement. So community building, 
etc. So we're using NFTs as token gated communities, uh, working with a company called Wowroom, really nice technology there. And the Web3 experience is proven, you know, is going to prove to, I think, a lot of the uh, early adopters just how good Web3 is compared to Web2. You know, the fact that we can use these different rails and do different things and interoperate. And they're all kind of like quite abstract terms but when you're touching it and feeling it and experiencing it then you kind of the penny drops you think oh my goodness this is like this is like fantastic so uh web3 education experience for for ai communities uh, and obviously the other communities that are using ai like healthcare education financial services that's our main focus and then we've got on our tech stack we've got um uh, we're building um, a marketplace, so an AI marketplace. Um, the difference between our AI marketplace, and there are AI marketplace out there, but we're trying to be very customer-centric, make sure the user experience is really fantastic, uh, not something that's been designed by a data scientist or someone who's you know good at AI but doesn't understand that you know, the customer experience, you know, if you can't swipe and click and the, the onboarding experience is rubbish, you won't you won't bother. So we're trying to make it really nice and easy and fun to use, gamify the experience where possible. Um, and then um, underlying all of this will be some blockchain technology. Um, as you'd expect, we've got our own blockchain, been working for a couple of months on testnet that will be going uh, into mainnet at the end of the year using and consuming some kudos technology you'll be pleased to know um and just providing all of the um if you like the um the rails and platforms and layers of technology that built into the background so that when you interact with a marketplace or a blockchain or a product or or an education series or an nft it's it's easy it's nice customer experience it's all swipey it's a bit instagrammy the way it looks Mm. um and, and and the whole purpose of this is to bring all of these fantastic technologies and use cases to market for um, a, you know a mainstream audience. We don't want to have to download 15 different apps and work and write lots of code and all that. You want to just sort of like download, activate, use, and that's what we're trying to do is create those. All that engine there's a lot of engineering. It's going to be in the background, but effectively the the user interface is where we're going to spend most of our time to make sure that that customers can onboard easily. Uh, on decentralized platforms um, and can use this technology to, you know, explore the whole fabric of what AI can do for them in the future. So there's a lot of work and a lot of technology, Absolutely. but ultimately if you, um, if you, if you look after the customer and you provide them with a good experience, then I think you're sort of like you're 80% on, on the way to doing something helpful. Absolutely. And you, you, um, you brought up a very good point on there. Um, I think sometimes this can be overlooked unless you're kind of deep in the software industry and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're part of these projects that are developing things that the, generally speaking, the simpler something is to use, the more complex it is in the background. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, th- I think that really rings true with a lot of things. Do, do you know what? I, I mean, talk about kudos for a second. You, you guys are giving us um, a lot of technology, uh, a lot of sort of rails for high performance computing, for example, um, payment rails, etc. Um, a lot of what we're building is actually Lego, and the majority of the work is actually just um, in the use case design, uh, the testing. Obviously, security is such a big issue in, in blockchain technology because of the immutable nature of blockchains. Um, but you know, the key thing for us is, is making sure that the user interface is, is fantastic. And that's that's not easy. User experience, user user interface technology design, um, and engineering all the complexity out, that's hard work. That's really hard work. But it pays. So all of that hard work to simplify, declutter, mm-hmm. 
the user interface to give people exactly what they want at a couple of swipes. You know, that 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 effort is 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 rewarded by people starting to use the technology and explore it rather than spending half an hour getting frustrated just trying to get on, you know. And, um, you know, there is, like you said, an awful lot of engineering work that's going on in the background. Um, and it's amazing to me that, you know, when you look at um, uh, payment systems, for example, how inc- even today some payment systems, like you look at the interface, it's like it's bewildering. You know, often you'll say, I just want to make a payment. (laughs) I just want to send some money to somewhere. Why is it so complicated? And, you know, these are the challenges I think we still face in technology today. It's really complicated. I I, I mean, there's loads of it out there. I mean, you you, you say to someone that's just come into crypto, oh, there's this new token, but you've got to get it from PancakeSwap. And to get it from PancakeSwap, you first need to go over to to somewhere and buy some BNB and move some BNB and and, and add Binance Smart Chain to your MetaMask. Yeah, it's a bit... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and ninety-nine percent of the population aren't going to do it. And also, yeah. bear in mind we're, we're Anglo-centric, you know. But you know, you've got people who are, uh, you know, you've got enormous possibilities in in emerging markets. Um, you know, the good thing about most communities around the world, whether they're rich or poor, they generally have access to some form of computing device, right? Um, that is the, if you like, one of the natural places to try and help bring these communities on, and we mm-hmm. need to do it in. Uh, graphically, um, using voice, using because obviously there's communities that can't see or hear, so we need to make sure access is is is, is an important feature of all of this. But ultimately, you know, the, getting these communities to use your technology means that you know behind it, like if you want to like a translator from English to French or German or Italian or whatever Portuguese, that, uh, Chinese, it, it's complicated, right? But we the users don't care; they just want it just want it to work. Right. Yeah, it's got it's got to work it's got to yeah. work why, why why would they care they're, they're they're consuming something that you've provided to them so it's got to appeal to them right and it's got to be uh usable yeah. um, by them and that's that's the big challenge i think you know there's there's ones like um you know the bbc mobile app does this very well right it's got all the accessibility built in it's got a nice clean layout this isn't a, a shilling project for bbc i'm sure they're doing all right <laughs> but, yeah. um you know there's um but you know it's that's that's kind of what we're aiming for right some of these more mature applications if we can bring that um into into web3 then it's it's going to massively speed up the uh, the kind of rate of adoption the, the i think i think the the key thing is people don't need to know it's web3 if if, if they're you. just consuming a Web3, website or an application, just, it doesn't it matter. It should just what it's be better, on. right? It should just yeah. be better. Um, and I think you're spot on there. People don't care. They don't want a, a label. I think anybody who's really good at understanding the customer mindset in a particular use case is going to do really well. Um, and that's a different skill set to machine learning or computer vision or, you know, whether you're mm-hmm. doing supervisor and supervisor, you know, that's all tech. That's in the back end, right? The key thing here is making this stuff relevant to people's lives. And, uh, you know, there's so many places that it's done really badly. And because they're so exhausted from the engineering effort, they just slap on a website or something and they go, oh, get on with it. And it's like, guys, you should start. You should always start with the the end customer's needs and work backwards. And yes, it's complicated and hard work. But ultimately, if Benwin uses your technology, why did you bother, right? Absolutely, yeah. You don't need to know how a plane is built. You just need to know it's going to land safely at the airport. The other yeah. End. yeah, landing's a big a big feature of most planes. Yeah, <laughs> I see. So, I mean, what you're what you're building now? I mean, was 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 
any of this possible kind of five to 10 years ago, or it was kind of blockchain, it's now mature, more mature state, because I've realized that blockchain was around kind of five to 10 years ago. But, you know, um, was it, is it critical to AI Forum's plan, the blockchain piece? Uh, no, I think I think what happened was I came in, so I, I joined the blockchain business in 2018 purposefully. I was in, uh, I was in management consulting before in, in, in the Middle East and um, before that I was in the UK and around the world and banks and what have you and I wanted to jump into this new world I miss I miss Bitcoin so I knew about Bitcoin in in 2010 um, and I didn't do it and I thought crikey why did I not jump on that and it's a real sort of it's not I think, a regret. I think there's a few people asking that yeah yeah <laughs> it's not a regret in the traditional sense it's genuinely I knew about it and I just didn't for some bizarre reason jump into it. I think I was kind of like I was cynical at the wrong time in my life mm-hmm. normally I would have yeah. jumped into it and I'm, I've got some other colleagues um, very similar to me who are sort of my vintage who are coming out of financial services and they're saying this is the next big wave we're not going to miss it we missed you know, forget dot com. That's like ancient history now. But you know, if you think about the uh, the revolution, the you know that I mean, I always look at and I, I encourage people if you really want to understand um, the the revolution in crypto, just read the Bitcoin paper. It's really well written. It's beautiful, elegant maths. It is. Um, it's an incredible innovation. It's right up there with some of the other big big inventions. And um, um, when I look at um, what's going on now, I just think that this wave. Is this time in this this point in time is is kind of where a lot of things have kind of come together, and I don't believe that five years ago I'll be able to do what I'm doing today. I believe that the time for integrating artificial intelligence, uh, and I call it Web three type thinking, but you know it's kind of all those kind of things together, those different technologies that are starting to come to and mature as well. Um, uh, I think I couldn't have done what I'm doing today even two years ago. Maybe 12 mm-hmm. months ago might have been a little bit early, but but right now it's perfect because I kind of feel like there's, we, you know, you get these whole hype cycles that you get with Gartner and Forrest and what have you, um, and you get into that sort of trough of disillusionment. We're, we're mm-hmm. emerging from that, and I feel like we are now starting to, and, and this is on multiple technologies and, and, and themes and trends. Um, and when you put them all together in the space we're in, when uh, most of my investors, I literally start with, you know, we're in the blockchain and AI space, and they're like, yeah, I'm really interested, right? You don't <laughs> really have to go much further. It's like almost yeah. like, give me your money and I shut up. Um, those spaces are also supported by quite a few other trends, and they've all kind of come together. So in answer to your question, no, I couldn't have done this five years ago. I couldn't have done it two years ago. I might have been able to do it a year ago. But in two or three years' time, this space is the zone will be flooded with so yeah. many different firms coming at it, and and the time, the time, the next one to two years is when the next, if you like, big ideas are going to start to mature. You're already seeing with uh, the metaverse starting to really come together. It's hard to believe that NFTs really didn't take off until about twelve months ago. But NFTs have been around for like a long time. The concept of an NFT is not new. But it's just sort of caught the public imagination. So yeah. everything goes in waves, but there's so many waves of, of innovation coming from so many different angles that the next one to two years, I think, are going to be really special. And out of that wave, that next one, two years of innovation are going to come some incredible um, services that, you know, we, we don't even really understand today. And, and I've got no visibility, but, you know, the all the ingredients are there for some amazing companies to emerge mm-hmm. and um you know, as long my personal uh, preference is as long as everybody's using decentralized rails to make sure that we distribute 
these technologies in a more um, equal and fairer way, um, I think that's a good thing. Um, and, and, and the more the, the ecosystem is extremely vibrant right now. There's a lot mm. of Series A, Series B, Series C, Series D financing going on. Tons and tons of money coming out of California, but India's doing really well. Um, Tel Aviv is on fire right now for AI. I mean, it's probably it's punching way above its weight. London's pretty cool. Um, you know, there's some good stuff going on globally, right? So I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we're really lucky timing-wise that it's all happening right now. So, Oh, I mean, what, what, what a time to be an innovator. Oh, um, what a, it's incredible. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, what, what, a a t- what a time to be... Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. And I was going to say, what a time to be, you know, a, a spectator as well, you know, and watching all of this happen and unfold yeah. and, and being involved. And because because of, because of the kind of community nature of blockchain, you know, actually being actively involved in that uh, kind of development in that journey. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think really the good. NFT community in London is one of the nicest I've ever participated in. I was at a Mondow and Tuesday meetings, just complete fluke that I turned up there because I was I'd flown into London from Cayman to uh, help close the AI forum acquisition. And just a guy said, do you want to come to this meeting? And I was, went and I was blown away. And um, the communities are lovely. They're really um, a whole cross section of society, age groups, demographics, but everybody's kind of excited. I think London mm-hmm. is 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 really doing well at the moment in particular L- london is absolutely buzzing yeah oh, i mean yeah, as some as someone is that you know I'm, I'm up there kind of you know two two three times a week uh and you know that community is i'm just seeing every time i go and meet up with them there's another 10 people another 20 people another yeah. 30 people is it's just yes it's, it's, and, and it's, everybody uh, wants it's everybody to succeed they're all they're giving with the time you know that it's just a really nice time at the moment you know it's just um it's quite special and um, i'm really enjoying it you know the, the this aspect of my my work life <coughs> dealing with a lot of um, exciting people in this space and a lot of young people i mean i'm you know i'm talking to people at the age of my my son right um and they're coming up with stuff that just blows me away and i'm just like i love that energy and it's all really um genuine authentic stuff they're trying mm-hmm. to change the way the rental market works with dows i mean that's that's fantastic right yeah. so there's yeah. so many different projects coming up and um you know i'm just really uh, optimistic about the future because this generation that's coming through the tools they've got are so powerful and they're going to change the world so yeah very very exciting this is the right time now to be in this space it's, it's incredible yeah i mean all, all the dows that are springing up i mean it's some some it's amazing ideas. I mean, there's some really. When I say out of this world ideas, yeah. I was talking to one the other day, which was about the fractional ownership of space assets. I mean, so you know, <laughs> quite literally out of this world. Um, quite literally, but, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we're collaborating in a few areas, and you've already touched on this throughout the podcast, actually. But um, you know, I think it would be really, really useful for our audience and our, our community as well, just to kind of hear uh, from your, uh, from yourself, kind of some of the areas that we, uh, that we are touching on or collaborating on, should I say. Um, so what kind of attracted you to Kudos? I mean, you talked about decentralization and what we're doing for, for, for compute, but um, you know, why is our ecosystem important to, to your vision? So you do something very important for us. Um, so I, um, I published my white paper ages ago, but it was back in August <laughs> last year. Um, and I started <laughs> it's a long time in this industry. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. And uh, well, I brought one of our advisors on is a gentleman called Jamil Sheikh in New York. Really uh, unbelievable guy. I mean, like I have no idea if he even sleeps. I think he's just, he's either cloned or he's got a cryogenic chamber or something. 
the output from this guy is incredible and we're really blessed to have him on board he said to me early on he said well if you're going to decentralize artificial intelligence how you decentralize the computation side of it and i was like do you know i hadn't even thought of that right which is like i just was blocked i didn't think you know i was always thinking about cloud and all the rest of it and then he said well if you're gonna have fully decentralized ai you need to decentralize the most important bit of ai which is the compute i was like wow okay how did i miss that so jumped on the internet had a quick look around and the company that just went whoop, straight to the top was kudos so i called nuno and um, asked for a meeting and the rest is history you guys have got something that i just think is is sensational the way that you've designed your technology the fact that you guys are you know the real deal you got i don't know how many employees you got now it's lots and you're all mm-hmm. working behind the scenes cutting code writing technology building technology that deals with quite a lot of heavy engineering challenges around latency networking all this stuff that you know, again, as we discussed earlier, it's all going to be behind the scenes. No one will see it, but without it, it won't work. So I know the heavy engineering that's going on into the company. And I just think that you've nailed it in terms of, you know, the strategy, the execution, uh, also very selfishly from high performance computing point of view. You know, we want to offer our marketplace customers very simple access, seamless access to decentralized cloud, to decentralized compute so that they can put a job in get it run, eight-hour batch window, something like that, mm-hmm. get the result back, and it will come from decentralized sources, which are greener, cheaper, um, reusing, like, uh, you know, compute that's just sitting there idle, um, and, and reduce the number of new data centers we need to build, which are obviously not great for the environment. So I kind of I kind of feel like there's so many different layers to what Kudos is doing, and it was such a great fit for what we're doing. And I, I, I spoke to Matt Hawkins about this when we were at Crypto AM, and I said to him, the, the thing that's really cool is that I, rem- I was in banking at the time when uh, everybody was on-prem in a data center. The data centers were bursting at the seams, seams and the, the answer was cloud. And most people in data centers were like, we're not putting our stuff onto the cloud. you know. And it took 10 years. And suddenly, everybody in banking and everybody's on the cloud. But it took a yeah. long time. And I think decentralized cloud is going to be uh, it's going to not, not going to take as long because everybody's kind of got out of on-prem thinking but um, decentralized cloud is an education process but i think when you understand the benefits and you start running pilots and you start to see the results and it hits your bottom line decentralized cloud is going to eat centralized cloud that's my view yeah. so i want to be part of that story with you guys so it's obvious that we want to partner with you and promote that um, but also from our own selfish point of view we want to compute our resources on decentralized cloud and be a fully realized decentralized blockchain ai force for good so you know there's there's so many different reasons for us to work together but fundamentally you know when i did the search you guys just were the you know, you just floated to the top. And um, I have to say the corporate culture at Kudos as well is is something I've really enjoyed. You've got a fantastic team. And, um, you know, most of my team have said that, you know, this is one of the nicest groups of people we've worked with. So there's sort of like, you know, there's just a massive love in. And um, we're really excited about taking that story. We've got conferences uh, planned later this year in the Cayman Islands, uh, lots of different series of education events. And we'll be explaining to the market why decentralized cloud is so good for the future of AI. So, you know, I, I just think we're kind of like we're almost meant for each other. 
and um you know it, it, it does feel like a very natural fit fit yeah. and you've said love story so maybe we shouldn't probably put, put those two sentences together but um you know it's uh, <laughs> it's um you know we're, we're just very very happy to be uh in partnership uh with you and, and, and welcome aboard i mean it's been it's been an absolute the whole team is you know uh singing Waxing lyrical, shall we say? You yeah, singing superlatives about working with uh, it really is. Um, but you know, the thing is, you've still not sent me the baseball cap, the hoodie, and the. Stick <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still waiting. Right? Where is yeah, it? Yeah, I think there, there must be, there must be a slow delivery at the Cayman Post Office. We'll have to see, but <laughs> no, we'll, we'll 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 get that piece sorted for you absolutely. And yeah. um, and I think also I'd just like to say a big thank you to uh, to our SEO team uh, at Kudos because uh, if we floated right to the top when you were doing the search, then. Yeah, no, you. We do, um, we've done that. No, right. your, your marketing and comms are very good. I think the key thing for me, though, is that uh, ultimately, down, deep down to it, like from CEO down, I think you're a very authentic company. You're not over promising and going to, you know, it's not. I think the vision that you've got is is authentic. The team's very skilled. Um, and for us, it's a, it's a, it's a very low risk uh, opportunity to promote you into our ecosystem because. You know, having spoken to the engineers, you know, Ethan and the guys and, and talked to Matt, I know that you guys are going to deliver your your head and shoulders above most other people in this space. So the technology is going to work. Right. And ultimately, you know, for all the sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors you get with marketing and all the rest of it, ultimately, it's, <laughs> it's got to work. Right. And um, uh, I, I have very high confidence in uh, in your capabilities. And I just feel as well that the the amount of investment that you've put into creating product, right, working technology, um, is 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 probably not you know as 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 well known as some of the other things that you maybe you talk about. But there's some really heavy engineering going on in the background, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's you know that's that's testament to the fact that the company is being set up with really strong foundations. Thank you, and that, that will mean a lot to the team. So thank you very much for for those very kind words. And an exciting time for, you know, the next five, 10 years, really, if we look forward, because um, we know how the uh, the innovation time gets shorter and shorter and shorter for all the, you know, for, for, for as technologies evolve. So if we've been five to 10 years, we've gone from pretty much the beginning of blockchain, if we take kind of Bitcoin and yeah. um uh, and uh, come through to now and just see how much has actually been built on it already in, in just over 10 years, then let's fast forward 10 years and now we're putting AI onto blockchain. So non-blockchain, non-traditional blockchain use cases, I just want to make that point, um, is now coming across to blockchain and Web3. And, and that is, you know, that is kind of the the signal of what is about to come, right? All of those kind of traditional cloud workloads that we've been uh, putting onto AWS and Amazon and GCP and IBM for, for the last kind of 15, 20 years, you know, is that all going to now come across into 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 the wonderful world of Web three and onto blockchain and onto all this decentralized compute? I I there's going to be rear guard action from incumbents. I think uh, there's a lot of defense being played, but I don't think most corporations are yet fully. <laughs> they don't fully realize the tsunami that's about to crash across them with the decentralized rails that are being erected. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that as, as with many uh, industries, we're going to see the rise and fall of some titans. And there's going to be some big uh, fails in the next five, 10 years as they're just asleep at the wheel. I mean, you know, startups 
are amazing for a reason. They are amazing because they're hungry, they're lean, they're agile, they, they're happy to fail. Those are not those are not adjectives that you'd use when you talk about large corporates. They're risk averse, you know, they're cumbersome, etc. So this is why startup ecosystems are so important. And I will say that the most exciting uh, sector of the startup economy is blockchain, it's, it's AI, it's Web3. Those are the areas that everybody's jumped and, and, and investors are voting with their wallets. You know, there is, you know, if you look at um, the statistics, the amount of money that's pouring into blockchain and AI companies, it's unprecedented and it's still growing in a risk off market. So this ecosystem is going to be um, uh, yielding some incredible um, innovation. And um, unless the big corporates just go in and buy these um, these 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 um, these discoveries and innovations and, and sit on them and don't do anything with them, um, they're going to start eating their lunch. And, um, you know, this is where I think uh, this is, again, it's the most exciting thing at the moment, because everywhere I look, I see opportunity. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Everything is up for grabs. Absolutely. And, and you really feel that in the in the community as well, don't you? So everyone's an entrepreneur. Everyone has the ability to be, to to you know take an idea and make it a reality, and uh, whether that is creating a DAO so you can work with other like-minded people and, uh, yeah. and build it that way, or whether that's using you know there'll be they'll what well, there already are um, applications that are coming out that are providing tool sets so you can build DApps, you can build decentralized applications without having to write a line of code, right? So all of this is coming, and that's going to you know massively speed up. And if you think this is a kind of completely open uh, uh, world open forum for 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 building. Just just mm. imagine the the the, the kind of uh, the speed of innovation. It's it's, it's just going to multiply, multiply, multiply. Yeah, right? and I give a shout out to Polygon. We are building. Well, we built. Uh, we used Poly. What was it was called Polygon SDK. It's now Polygon Edge. Mm. The devs gave up their free time. We had a Telegram channel with them. Um, my CTO Eric worked with them. Uh, uh, got the got the blockchain working. Um, effectively it's, it, we're a derivative of polygon they're a derivative of ethereum um they could not have been <laughs> more helpful and there wasn't a lot in for them right i mean we're going to be using mm. a, a separate blockchain obviously we're going to try and interoperate with yeah. all these other blockchains you don't want to be siloed but ultimately they paid it forward so the polygon yeah. guys benefited from the ethereum guys so they're now paying it forward and they put it into us and we will pay it forwards into us and i'm sure that the cosmos people helped you guys and you'll pay that forward so everybody's 100%. paying it forwards so you yeah. don't get that in the corporate world you know i worked at ibm and, and some of the other big firms and, and and we never went out and helped our competitors or startups it's yeah. like you know they're oh but was the culture in this particular ecosystem is no we'll help you and you go well what's in it for you they go no, we just want you, you know, we're paying it forwards. And it does take someone of my age to sit there and think, why are you doing that? You know, what, <laughs> what's the people, catch? <laughs> why do people put open source technology out for people? And that is the culture. People are making, and this is what I keep saying over and over to everybody. I'm building Lego because it's, mm. it's already there. People have already done it. And if I can't put the Lego together, people come and come along and help me put the Lego. I mean, what a lovely community. You know, yeah. and long may it continue. It's, it's Absol- a fantastic, absolutely. Yeah. fantastic e- ecosystem right now. And um, it's also international, so it's quite exciting. You know, you're, you're on these calls and people are in, you know, Ukraine was a massive, massive opportunity in terms of d- data science, brilliant mathematicians, fantastic technology people. And I'm just, I hope once this terrible situation is, is over that all of these engineers 
are, are brought back on stream, put down your mm-hmm. rifles, pick up your keyboard and work with these guys because they were some of the best data scientists on the planet. And, um, you know, the ability to actually work across different time zones and different people is just a fantastic experience. And, um, yeah. you know, using free to use things like a zoom or, or we use a lot of google meet and what have you i mean all these different collaboration tools and then we you know we start to see some web3 collaboration tools coming through so we're looking at glass and mirror and all these ways to start promoting ourselves through decentralized channels of communication so it's just like everywhere you look it's it's fun it's exciting you meet so many amazing people you know and um you know it's it's a, for an old dog like me it just gives you a lot of energy and you know, I don't feel like I'm at work most days. I feel like we're just we're just making more and more discoveries and meeting more friends. So fantastic! Yeah, but you, you well, you don't look old, Ian, and you most certainly don't sound uh, <laughs> oh, either. So the camera was sort of great. So, um, I, I mean, we we could we could talk for hours. I feel like you know, we 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 honestly could probably talk all day, and, and I'd love to as well. But uh, I think you know, we, we'll have to wrap it up here uh, today in a second. But to, just to kind of finish it off and help our audience. Um, conceptualize AI in a different way because we talked about nutrition earlier, which is a you know a very valid um, use case for it, and you know enhancing human lives. But this is a, a blockchain, crypto, metaverse, NFT uh, type audience as well. So maybe you could help us and um, um, kind of explain some of the ways in which it could be used for metaverse. Let's say. Now, that's great That's because we've got a research paper coming out about the metaverse. Uh, Martin uh, Kiappa is, is um, I hope I've said his name right, Kiappa or Kiappa, quite a well-known commentator on AI. He's going to be talking about the metaverse for us. Um, the metaverse and AI, I mean, the, it's boggling, mind-boggling what, what could be done there. But I think that critically, I think when you look at the evolution from sort of, you know, uh gaming into metaverse you know communities and all the rest of it all starting to come together there's an enormous amount of compute needed to do that but there's also a lot of um a lot of um there's going to be a lot of problems in the metaverse right we've already seen some bad actors some bad behavior right and um you can't police that with human beings so ai will become a police force right so it will start mm. because the thing is it's all bits and bytes right you just need to interpret it contextualize it and understand it now if you're in the metaverse and you've got humans interacting, how can a computer understand how th- these people interact? Are they being friendly? Is one person being abusive? Is there some sort of like group behavior that's really awful? You know, the kind of stuff that we've seen, unfortunately, too often in, in on you know platforms, uh, I won't name them, but, you know, like where people just sort of like, um, you know, do this whole trolling thing. Um, mm-hmm. In the metaverse, we have an opportunity to actually use AI to actually start policing it really well. You're seeing AI mm-hmm. already starting to police um, some of the platforms. But in the metaverse, because people are going to be, you know, it's going to be a much more immersive, um, engaging uh, experience, um, it, it could also be um, quite scary and, and, and terrifying. And so, therefore, and, and there's no rules, you know. like you know, It's not like you can phone the police and say, help, I'm being robbed or something. So AI is going to have to come in and start to provide some safeguards, some, some guardrails. But how does it do that if it can't contextualize? So this is where, you know, things like generalized AI, um, contextual, more semantic understanding um, is going to start to play a really big role. And these private they are private platforms will have to start to provide some services to help the community be safe right um one thing i will tell you is that um i uh, was a woman in blockchain 
uh, meeting in um, in London uh, back in February. It was a fantastic experience. Really opened my eyes to um, issues around um, bias and and thing. But um, one of the things I learned from a data scientist there. Um, who was trans she said to me look I, I, I feel very I don't feel there's many safe places for me and it really struck me because uh, I always thought of data science as a very enlightened mm-hmm. profession um, but it's quite male dominated and um, from her perspective quite a scary place so I just thought crikey I, you know as a white male you know it's like it doesn't even occur to me that these sort of spaces aren't safe so I think when you talk about metaverse and AI creating safe places for people children you know non non-binary people um and also you know women in general right they generally just um unfortunately we do get some very um misogynistic behavior in some of these environments um, because the thing can get away with it right mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we um start policing it and enforcing it we're not gonna be able to do it with human beings it's just the the, the challenge you can't have a one-on-one police force right so automation yeah. and ai so that that i think is you know the most important innovation is is is, is making sure that from a governance um, from a bias and diversity point of view, that the technology is there to make sure that all of these spaces are safe, for regardless of, of, of what member of society you've come from. Everybody comes in there and, and can enjoy the experience, you know, because at the moment the early indications are that we've already got some, some bad behaviour. Um, and unless we stamp it out, then that's going to hold back uh, the entire ecosystem. Oh, yeah, that's, that's super interesting. And I hadn't thought about it in that deeper level, but I mean, it makes absolutely perfect sense. Um, yeah, very, very, very interesting. And and Ian Gilmore, you have been an incredible guest on the Kudos Cast. Um, so thank you very much for, for joining us today. I think there's, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot for everyone to kind of think about and and digest there. So I'd encourage um, anyone that's um, yeah, anyone that's listening, if, if you know if you've got friends, family, colleagues that are interested in in, in AI or blockchain or any of the topics that are you know being shared today, to to, to kind of just share this uh, recording uh, or YouTube link, depending on how you're consuming it. Because um, uh, yeah, I think this is this is this is up there with the the kind of uh, the conversations that we've had uh, on this show and it's been a real diverse range so yeah thank you very much for for joining i also want to um just a, just a little mention uh to my mother-in-law joan uh, and we we we, <laughs> we we had a little bit of a laugh about before we pressed the record button at the beginning uh so joan if you're listening to this because i know you listen to this every week and uh, uh, thank you very much for that um you'll notice i didn't say the word fantastic apart from once in this sentence because <laughs> <laughs> you... You. <laughs> you picked up on that last week that i say it quite often in there and uh but it's a good positive word so i'm going to go back to it next week um so once again a huge shout out to everyone that's tuned in to this week's kudos cast uh, it's been a blast We hope you enjoyed this week's Kudos Cast and a big thank you to our sponsors once again, Algorand, Outlier Ventures and AMD. You can check them out in the description below. And don't forget to like and leave us a review to support this podcast. And for more content, you can find us on Twitter, Telegram, Instagram and Medium. Until next time, adios and au revoir.